Welcome to the Science Brief. Today we have a special interview with two brewmasters from Ali Katz Brewery. We are on the site at the brewery to learn all about the science of beers. My name is Morgan. Um, I am what's known as a lead brewer at Alley Cat. Okay. Kind of an in-between step between a brewer and a head brewer. Um, I consider myself to be a, someone in, in training. I ended up getting my start at uh, Blind Enthusiasm, um, which is a brewery just down the road. Um, I was in school at Nate doing chemical engineering technology. Okay, cool. And uh, I had to do a work co-op. and. Um, the owner of Blind Enthusiasm, Greg Zestchuk, um, he was doing a pilot brewery out of the cafe I worked at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I asked him if I could do that. Oh, that's how I it started. Just, yeah, so I could work with him for the summer. And then I also met Chase both through that cafe and we also talked beer pretty often back okay. in the day. Quite a bit of fun. I'm like really interested in everything. Everything science yeah. has to do with it beer. It is really cool. And then your background is chemistry, so... Yeah, chemistry. Sense. Yeah, I have a degree in... Uh, um, just straight chemistry as well um, that I did before the uh, diploma at Nate. Um, my name is Chase. I'm the production manager at Alley Cat. Okay. Um, I did a degree in chemistry and then did a diploma in brewing uh, through the Institute of Brewing and Distilling. Okay. The same thing Morgan's doing right now. Okay, cool. So can you tell us about the history of beer? I know a lot of it was an accident. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The mo- yeah, I think generally I think like beers we know today didn't exist. 3,000 years ago. Yeah. People, like once agriculture hit, people just, grains got wet and then they'd start to ferment. In South America, you look at some of the stuff they've got down there, it's like essentially like a really starchy, fermented but not really alcoholic. Yeah. And that's probably typical of what was made a long time ago. There's no hops in it. Yeah. Hops, you know, beers I know today didn't really start until the 1500s. Okay. Um, the Germans decided that we should have hops in beer and signed a law. The purity law that's why hops are in beer today no one really used well some people used hops but some people used heather or whatever or whatever like, they had laying around plants juniper yeah whatever. just like put it maybe in like Mug small work. kegs or mug yeah. and yeah. let it sit there yeah. just like yeah. drink so like ancient beer most probably wasn't like tasty i would say well, i think some of the stuff they found in like egypt and stuff some of the ancient pots they found in like pyramids okay they'll have like honey and white grapes and saffron and oh wow um so like they started maybe trials themselves yeah right? like they had grain that fermented but they'd add other things to it to flavor it okay so like you know it was a fermented beverage that was probably as close to what we know as beer. It might have been kind of wineish, but it had barley in it, or it had wheat, or it had something, some sort of cereal. Like fermentation could happen in bread too. Like I yeah. guess it could be like yeah. accident. Yeah. Or yeah, for yeah. sure. From like what I know of fermentation, I think much of it was accident, yeah. and then people just taste it. Yeah. Like it. even thinking about how malt kind of came to be, who would have thought to like see some grains that lightly sprouted? Yeah. Yeah. Take those, roast them. Yeah. Then crush them up, put them into warm water, yeah. and then ferment that. Yeah. Yeah, and That's... they they yeah, I'm also they figured it's more fun to like yeah. socialize with beer than yeah. socialize with bread. Mm-hmm. So they just yeah. like Yeah, I think most of it was probably a happy accident. accident. Yeah. Like most yeah. food. Like most food preservation methods. Yeah. yeah. I know or like, for sure. Or like what mushrooms to eat or like, you know <laughs> Yeah. Pickling fish or like 
you know, yeah. fermented shark. Who decided yeah. that we should try doing that? Like, Someone forgot to put it outside in yeah, the cold. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Or like, you know, lots of things were accidentally discovered. Yeah, yeah. some were accidents and should stay an accident, like the fermented shark, like yeah. the surstroming. No, like this is Hakarl uh, in Iceland. Where they like bury a shark that's poisonous, you can't eat it. Okay. They bury it in a beach for six months. And then and then they air dry it for a few months. And then you can eat it. It's, but it's Oh, I did not know it's that. It's not very good. Okay. So like and then you say Germany actually discovered hop or No, they didn't discover it. So there was hops were growing in continental Europe. Yeah. Um so hops are just like uh, plants. Yeah, they're a plant and the flower. We pick the female flowers. Okay. Female plants, we take their flowers, dry them, mm -hmm. and then that's how we get kind of bitterness. Okay. And flavors too. Flavors are a big part of it, but bitterness is like mm -hmm. one of the things. And it's antimicrobial. Oh, a lot okay. Of, a lot of bacteria don't like that bitter that bitter compound. Okay. Some still do, and we you know we still have to mitigate that. But there's a lot of things where that's a preservative. But Germans industrialized it. Yeah, because they were growing hops in Germany, and I think they wanted to promote the local economy mm -hmm. and stop kind of what they determined, deemed as like low-quality beers coming in from outside Germany. Okay. Because the Germans were growing a lot of hops, so they just like legalized beer was malt, hops, and water. And so now all of a sudden these beers outside Germany couldn't be imported. So now the German brewers made it's lots of beer, like... only hops. Oh, wow, that's So no more like whatever plants or roots or leaves or anything from any other plants it yeah. only could only so be that helps the business for them too right yeah okay so it was a little po political move okay. an economic move. but in is it still going in germany or? yes oh yeah. still yes yeah. they modified it to include yeast because originally yeast wasn't on the law <laughs> because they didn't know what it was <laughs> and i think have they modified it again there might be something else they're allowed to do use hops in a slightly different way the original law was you can only boil the hops, mm -hmm. but there's a process where you add the hops after fermentation, and that was that's not allowed. wasn't allowed in Germany, even though it's still hops. It wasn't allowed to be used in that way. Oh, interesting. So, so the German brewers get around it in another way. If they want to add fruit to a beer, they just sell a syrup to the bar, and they and pour they the syrup in the glass, and then they can pour the beer. And it's still like that. That's legal. Oh. Mm -hmm. But. It's illegal for the brewer to add the fruit to the beer themselves. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a lot of, yeah, weird history around that law. Yeah, to me it seems like one of the hardest things is uh, how they have to deal with water chemistry. Yeah. Just like, like the lack thereof. Yeah. So like they're not allowed to add... Even water? Water's allowed, but if you want to adjust the water with an acid... Oh, you're not allowed to do so that. So you're not allowed. So how they get around it is the malting houses like would sour... They'd use bacteria to sour the malt. Then the breweries could buy that malt. Oh, but it was okay. nat but it was naturally soured. Okay. They had to find ways to get around not being able to well, and back then they couldn't buy acid. It's not like today where you can just buy food grade acid and yeah, dump yeah. it in. So the malsters already kind of were making the soured malt. But even today there's they still have to use that that sour malt. They're not allowed to use food grade lactic acid or phosphoric okay. or whatever citric mm -hmm. acid. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, Germany was a weird yeah, but but that kind of did spur on what we know. They beer. are famous for their yep. beers too. Like yep. there are lots oh, of yeah. good yeah, German yeah, beers. Yeah. Like yeah. they have one of the oldest operating companies in the world, like Bayern Stefan. Okay. Is that one big brewery, and that's they've been around. I think I don't know the 1700s. Not familiar. What uh, what Bein beers Stefan? did they put up? Oh, Hefeweizen. And Bayern Stefan Lager is I think one of the most. It is maybe the most widely used yeast in the world. 3470. Oh, really? It's a bunch of stuff in lager. 
So like it's yeah, they're they're long-standing brewery, and and they have a technical partnership with the Technical University of Munich. Oh okay. So people who tend to do their brewing masters or PhDs they go do work with Weinstefen okay. to do their experiments in brewery mm. or whatever, well, or, right. do, or do data analysis. Yeah, they most more. probably like develop some of the new ideas from like yeah, yeah. those mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. students yeah. and. Or being able to just do research on an industrial yeah. scale. Yeah, that that is cool. Like people said, brewing is a science. Some people say it's an art. Some people is a boat. So tell me which one, <laughs> and uh, tell me more about the science. Definitely. I would say it's like 80% science, mm-hmm. 20% art. Okay. It's like, it's a lot like cooking to me. Or yes, like cooking, sure. there's like, there's like a lot of science that goes in your cooking. There's a lot of technique that goes in your cooking, but it's like art. I do beer, whenever I make beer, like over time I see everyone develops their own kind of techniques. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own just mannerisms when it comes to making beer. Mm-hmm. But at the core, it's definitely science because there's science. microbiology, there's yeah. organic and inorganic chemistry, there's... Honestly, a ridiculous amount of chemistry. Yeah. I just yeah. Uh, finished a course um, offered by the Institute of Brewing and Distilling. Mm-hmm. Um, they offer like a diploma course, and I just wrote an exam yesterday. Okay. Which is basically the science of the materials that go into beer. Not even, haven't even gotten into like, into deep of like how fermentation actually works quite yet. Okay. What, what type of material? Like, they're just uh, like the like, grains and... Yeah. So everything malt. Okay. How, how malt works. How like... In order to make malt, you have to steep, you have to essentially make a tea, mm-hmm. you have to let it warm up, you have to let it sprout, mm-hmm. then you kiln it, you uh, roast it a little bit to uh, kill off um, kill off the sprouts, and there's like more and more, everything from water, hops, water, water's a hefty one, okay. I mean, because beer is mostly water. Yeah, and it's even like the chemical in the water matters. Yeah. It really matters, yeah. Okay. yeah. Depending on the type of beer you're making, yeah, water chemistry is a huge, huge part of the flavor mm-hmm. profile. Okay, okay, that's interesting. And then even like type of like malt or grain you're using uh, mm-hmm. influence the flavor and color. I yeah, think. really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there are malts known as specialty malts okay. that are typically um, roasted more. Or some will under, like, well undergo like a, a very heavy Maillard reaction okay. to gain some uh, caramel color and flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or as far as into being like almost like carbonized, like they're black. They've got very like espresso and chocolate, cocoa type flavors. The type of malt. Yeah, it could be really, really dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so dark, it's like you eat it and it's like crisp, crispy. Yeah. Okay. It actually tastes like you're eating charcoal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so like what what kind of grains? you use and how do you decide which one to start like using and malting it we mostly use barley yeah, yeah. barley yeah. Is and, then, and then wheat wheat is the other wheat primary. and barley is more popular yeah I guess. Okay. the primary you know you might see some people use some, some oats um or like spelt mm-hmm. or sorghum sorghum but you know that they, they tend to be more used in gluten-free beers okay like sorghum and rice and those oh. types of things are gluten-free mm-hmm. Is it type of thing? African okay. origin cereal, yeah. Okay, okay. Heavily used in African foods. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but we don't that. see it very much here. No. And then rice also has been used. Rice? Yeah. 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 So rice like and corn. The big, yeah, rice and corn are typically used in, like Budweiser has a lot of rice in it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's cool. And it mainly, it's light. It has no flavor. So if you want to make a, a beer light, lighter, you can use rice or like corn sugar because it doesn't have any flavor involved. Okay, but those so, are like less popular than wheat and barley, right? 
at the on, cr- on the yeah, craft, craft, scale. craft yes yes okay. at the macro like the big brewery scale they're always using those to try because they want to make light beer as light in flavor profile as possible because that's what that's what sells the most volume okay if you look at beer volume overall yeah, yeah like yeah light beer is the biggest market mm-hmm. yeah 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 and it's easier to drink than it means you can drink more of it like you can't drink a six pack of a giant IPA. No. Like, yeah. I mean, you can, but. You can, but it's so fatiguing. Like, yeah, your yeah, palate yeah, yeah. gets so tired. Yeah, yeah. But a six pack of, you know, yeah, Budweiser is easy. You can, like, check it. No problem. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. you know, like a three and a half percent beer is, you know, it's almost water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's low alcohol, too. Yeah. Like. So. Yeah, but in the craft market, typically it's barley. Okay. Barley and wheat. And then you have to like, then you get the grain to start the brewing process. You start with the malting, right? Yeah, so we don't do that. You, you don't, okay. No. So there are larger companies that, they're the ones who are contracting farmers, collecting grain that's of a good enough quality for malting. Okay. Because the kernel has to be alive um, in order to malt. So they're not going to buy any barley that's dead. So... Malt, malting barley is very specific varieties okay. that are like bred by breeding companies will breed new species or varieties of barley, register them, then the farmer can buy that seed, okay. grow malt, and then sell that malt. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't meet a certain quality standard, it doesn't get sold as malt. Okay. So malt is a very, it's a tough thing to grow because you can't use things like Roundup on malting barley because it kills it, like uh, Roundup like as a desiccant, so it's good in a lot of other things, but it kills the seed. And so in malting, we want the seed to grow. So when they get it warm and wet and it sprouts, like that's a whole thing we need to happen. Um, because essentially like you trick the, the little seed into thinking it's spring and it goes, it takes the starch it has inside it and it mm-hmm. wants to turn that starch into sugar. So a bunch of things in the embryo start happening. Like you get a bunch of enzyme development. Okay. Um, but you don't want, then you don't want the seed to take all that starch and turn it into sugar because we need the starch. So all that's what that's what the killing process is. So what do you guys do? So like what they'll what we buy is the dried malt. Okay. So like they'll they'll sprout the grain and dry it to preserve the enzymes. And then when we get it, we open it up, we crush it, and now we have all those enzymes present that the seed was going to use to produce sugar for itself. And then we steal that sugar, mm-hmm. essentially. So like basically like when you crush it and I guess boil it with water, mash it, yeah. yeah, mash it. That's uh, release the enzyme yeah. to release the sugar. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, essentially it's like letting the plant get ready to grow itself and then stopping it. Mm-hmm. And now it's full of those enzymes that we want. And it's the same enzymes that are basically in your mouth. Like alpha amylase is the main one and beta amylase. Those are the two main enzymes to from, in, from in, barley. in barley. And yeah. it's like the same thing in our saliva. When we yeah. starchy oh. food, why you need to chew your food is because like you want the process, enzymes to right? process the starch. Mm-hmm. If you chew one like a like an unsalted soda cracker, and uh, just hold it in your mouth for a little bit. Yeah. After after like a couple of minutes, it will be sweet. Sweeter, oh. yeah. It starts to convert. Okay, so that's like the enzyme that's released the sugar from yeah. the cracker, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the main goal really of any beer is to make alcohol. Yeah. Like that's the yeah. primary goal is to ferment sugar into alcohol. Uh, I mean, like, uh, you talked about wort a little bit. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about wort? What is wort. it? That, yeah. Wort is basically just uh, the liquid after after you mash together uh, malt and mm-hmm. water. After you separate the, those two and you just uh, end up with a liquid left over after mashing, after you've let the enzymes convert all the starch into sugar, um, and after um, you've clarified uh, the liquid within, that liquid you're left with is uh, very sugary, mm-hmm. like close to like 18-ish grams 
per 100 milliliters of sugar. Mm -hmm. It's uh, quite intensely sugary. Mm -hmm. um, and that liquid is wort. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that liquid, that's where wet hops. Um, oh, what else do we do to a wort? Um, Boil it to sterilize it. Oh, yeah, that's probably the big one. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, there's a lot of bacteria and microbes on malt. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a agricultural product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't been sterilized, so... So just, like, make yeah. it strong. Okay. And then, um, so, like, I think, like, the main chemistry happens is, like, fermentation. So what is fermentation? Kind of think of it, uh, I think, like, a game of Pac-Man. Okay. You know, got, uh, the Pac-Man uh, itself is uh, yeast and the little balls are little sugary bits. And, uh, I mean, the easy layman way is um, just yeast eating sugar, yeah. out come CO2, and a whole bunch of alcohol. Alcohol, yeah. But that's the very light and easy way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, like, every yeast will produce unique molecules. Essentially, uh, like, molecules of sugar or? No, of, of, of flavor compounds. Of flavor compounds. So it's so, not only sugar and CO2 we get from... Ethanol and sugar, or ethanol and CO2. Sorry, ethanol yeah. and CO2, but we get um, other type of chemicals? Yeah, so we'll Chem get things that taste kind of fruity, like esters, mm -hmm. which are a bit fruity. Sometimes you might get something like a banana flavor, mm -hmm. or a clove, or spicy compounds, and they're all just yeast flavors. Okay. Essentially, the yeast are somewhat unhappy about being put in a really sugary solution. So, so during fer during the fermentation, there's not just the one pathway to make ethanol. Yeah. There's other pathways mm -hmm. that are producing all these other compounds from proteins, because there's proteins in the wort, okay. and so some of those proteins or amino acids will get turned into other molecules, mm -hmm. um, just as part of like the synthesis pathways okay. inside the yeast. And that's where the profi uh, flavor pro profile comes from. Yeah. Yeah, you can use a typical ale yeast that uh, gives a nice, clean, easy finish. Or you can use uh, like a Hefeweizen yeast, which will give you those uh, like kind of banana-y, bubblegum, okay. spicy kind of notes. Mm -hmm. And it's all from yeast. Okay. It's not, no added ingredients. Yeah. So like on that note, so there is two, I, I, as far as I know, there is two type of main type of uh, beer, ale, and lager, right? Yeah. So like, what is the difference between these two? I mean, they're mainly two different species. Just two different yeast species. Species, yeah. Diet. Like ale yeast is one species, um, Cerevisiae, uh, Saccharomyces cerevisiae, mm -hmm. and lager yeast is Saccharomyces uvarum or Carlborg. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of different names for lager yeast over the years, like Carlborgensis. So yeah, you just have two species. They just yeah. tend to ferment. Generally, ale yeast can ferment mono and disaccharides, so mm -hmm. like glucose and say. Fructose, fructose or maltose. Maltose is the other main sugar. Okay. It's, it is the biggest sugar in, in wort is maltose. Okay. It's like a two-ring sugar, mm -hmm. um, where lager yeast can ferment three-ring sugars. Okay, only well. three-ring sugars, yeah. One, no, one, two, and three-ring. One, two, and three, okay, okay. But they can't ferment, and, lager, and ale yeast can't ferment three-ring sugars. Okay. So you get slightly different character or flavor profile just based on mm -hmm. that. Yeah, then, they tend to be lagers are less fruity, Yeah. a little bit drier, a little bit cleaner, um, but you can still make 10%, yeah, you can still make 10 lagers that yeah. are like big and flavorful, and you oh, ne yeah. okay. you'd never guess it was a lager. Yeah, it's, so where does the colors from? Because like lo lagers are very clear. And then ales, some of them are very hazy, cloudy. Yeah. Or dark. Or dark. So how do you guys develop different colors? Colors themselves are uh, typically that's from malt. From malt. Yeah, yeah like all from malt. Like 
practically all from mom. So there might be a little bit of coloring from uh, the boiling process okay, so the kettle, like... but like 99.9% I would say would be from malt. Yeah. Okay. Like you can put, say you have 400 kilos of malt and five kilos of that would be like the roasted malt we're talking about before. Like super black. Like, oh, so like dark. Like yeah. super roasted. And like those, that, like that five kilo would most definitely like really affect yes. the color. Yeah. Okay. Barely anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you like roast it longer. Yeah. You get yeah. the darker color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. When we buy malt, they'll tell us the color of the malt. There's a scale for color and they'll tell us what the color of that malt is. Okay. So when we use it, we can calculate the color of our beer. The malsters, stuff like when we make the, the malt that has enzyme in it, okay. that's like a regular kilning process, which mm -hmm. is only like 80 degrees or 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. But then there's another roasting process, which is like roasting coffee. You're going to roast maybe yeah, okay. 150 degrees or 200 degrees, 225 degrees, mm -hmm. and you're going to have those mired reactions. Mm -hmm. So like about. temperature also matters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And even just the, the how quickly you ramp the temperature, you can make different flavor profiles. So if you want more toffee flavor or caramel flavor, you might roast it in one way. And if you want more chocolate or espresso or just that roasty character, you might do it a different way. Mm -hmm. And so like every maltster, there's a bunch of different companies that make malt and they all just do it slightly differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's when we're developing a beer we're looking at what, you know, maltsters offer, mm -hmm. and then we go, okay, what kind of beer are we making? And then we kind of decide how we want to get the flavors. Mm -hmm. And we look at, the maltsters will always give a description of what their malt tastes like, what beers they think it probably should be used in. Mm -hmm. Like brown malt is, you know, an important part of a porter. Mm -hmm. So you're going to put brown malt in a porter, but what else might you put in there to kind of make your porter a little more complex mm -hmm. or, or get the flavors you're looking for. So like you have a lot of choices. Okay. A lot of choices when it comes to that. that. And that's the cooking part of it. That's like, Yeah, that's mm, like the mm. art, I guess. Yeah, the art yeah. part of it is yeah. like... Making the recipe. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can make so a stout a hundred different ways. Yeah. So like, which way do we want to do it? Okay. So like, let's say in Alley Cats, you want to come up with a creative new beer or a new profile. How do you experiment? Like, you just try different things and that's like basically it's yeah, like a science right. lab? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We have a small little... Like normally we make four or 5,000 liters a day yeah. on our production system, okay. but we have a small like 40, 50 liter brewery for, uh, like, for just testing. Just like experimenting. Yeah. Oh, so cool. we can just do like a, instead of you know, using a thousand kilos of malt, we can use 10 kilos of malt Yeah. and just play around with it. Right. And we can buy right. unique yeasts and we can, you know, if we don't know what yeast we want to use, we can make some wort and then ferment it four different ways. Yeah. Try four different yeasts and go, yeah, we like that yeast. Or no, we don't like any of these yeasts. Let's try again. Or or, some, or we want to change the malt profile or the hot profile or you know. So then we'll brew another test batch. Okay. And we'll just iterate on that. Yeah. Sometimes it just won't work out at all. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. It, yeah sometimes the idea is like hey, it's a good yeah. idea, but we can't figure out how to get the flavor we want. Or yeah. and sometimes it's like the first try is like this is great. We're okay. Gonna, we're gonna brew this beer. Yeah. It's like literally like what we do in the lab too. Like when we want to like figure out something. You have to like run experiment. Like. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So we are we're, we are trying to control for as much as we can and then iterate. Okay. And then you have to like see if you can do mass production on that too, right? Yeah. 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 So when we're, we, we are also thinking about when we're doing a test batch, if what's the point of test batching it if we can't do it in the big yeah. scales? So we're also trying to think of like, if we're using a weird ingredient, how are we going to actually scale this? And then how do you know like if people like it? Do you just like 
send it to market and just do like stats and stuff or like yeah, you we, have we see how it sells our sales people okay, will tell okay. us what people are saying about it you know you've got beer reviews online yeah okay you know how long is Alicat's been in 1995 okay. when we released our first beers okay. they like were building out in 1994 and then 95 was they officially look at 95 as the first okay year. Like April of '95, I think. Okay, so you started 15 years ago and you stayed ever since, yeah. and yeah. you enjoy yeah. brewing, right? Yeah, beer industry is great. So yeah. what, what is the favorite uh, Alicat? Your favorite Alicat beer? It depends on the time of year for me. Oh yeah. Like summer for sure. Like lighter beers. Okay. I'll drink Scona mostly in the summer. Some full moon like pale ale. But in the winter, definitely darker beers. If we've got porters or stouts out, mm-hmm. um, our brown ale, um, our barley wine, mm-hmm. drink in the winter, because it's like 11%. Sure. And you don't want to be <laughs> sitting outside having 11% <laughs> beer when it's like 30 degrees well, out. Yeah. yeah. I honestly like drink a lot of our New England IPA. Yeah. Oh, our New England I haven't really tried that. I drink quite a bit of that. Yeah. Definitely my number one drink. Yeah. Okay. And it's good hot or cold out. Yeah. It's a good year round beer. Mm-hmm. You guys have anything new for the summer or? Um, we just released a peach sour mm-hmm. a yes. couple weeks ago, but it's got like lactose and lactose, lots of a bunch oats of oats to okay. make it just a big bodied kind yeah. of peach sour. It's not overly sour yeah. either. Like, yeah, I was, I was trying to do a riff on a, like a peach ice cream cone. Thank you, Gordon and Chase for teaching us all about history, chemistry, science, and even art of brewing. It was a great conversation and I learned a lot. And I would like to thank you, Ali Katz, for accepting this interview and letting me in in person and showing me their nice uh, brewing room. And come in uh, to their patio for this summer. They have lots of great variety of beers. Thank you, guys.